the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Happy New Year. It's the first show of the new year, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement, as always, on the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, the Max Out Savings Show has a philosophy and a motto of of save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key to building a wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And and. And so it's the start of the new year. It's time to make those uh, New Year's resolutions. And one of them should be, of course, to sit there and increase your savings rate. There's different ways you can do it. You can come up with a plan, uh, you know, to how you're going to do it. You can sit there and just say, look, I'm just going to increase my savings rate 2% to 10% or whatever. Whatever You you, you have to have some type of, of plan in place. Or some type of program. So come up with a resolution to save money for the new year, to increase your savings for the new year, and to, to try to build up wealth for the new year. Uh, and if you're not at the 10%, the, the actual numbers uh, for the economy are, are, are actually for savings is the research has shown it's about 13%. And, and how you get there is is by... Uh, uh, Saving ten percent plus three percent company match, it gets you about where you want to be, and so that that's really where you want to be for retirement, and that that's that's where you want to be. So look, a lot of a lot of people come in to talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors and need help with their retirement. They want help managing it, and we go. First thing I do is I try to take a look at their at their financial situation. We do a a a, a, a finance. We take a do a little bit of a kind of a financial snapshot to see where they are, how they're set for retirement, to give them where they were an idea where they are. Typically most people still aren't saving 10%. And uh and so you want to be there. There was a a research uh study done I think by Citigroup a number of years back and the number's about 13, 13.5%. That's regardless of 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 where where your income is. And and that's the really the the exciting thing about saving money in in a 401k plan or a company plan is is it's income-based savings. And so you save based on what on how much you make, which gets typically you you know how much you make is going to kind of guide how much you spend at retirement. So it's going to get you pretty much where you need to be. A person saving $10,000 a year might be great for one person, but saving $10,000 a year might even not get them anywhere for retirement for another person. So you, you, you have to, uh, you have to kind of set it for where you want to be. I, we had, well, I remember a call years ago, we had a call come in and, and, and there's, you know, one of my favorite calls in a way, because she calls in and she goes, look, you know, I, I want to see how my plan is. And, and, and I think she had, I want to say it was a hundred in eighty thousand dollars in her in her savings plan. It might have been a hundred, yeah, hundred and eighty thousand. And she goes, "I've retired. I took the money out of my savings plan." So she took, got a check. She paid income taxes on a hundred eighty thousand, so it got reduced. 
I think it was it got reduced to like 125 or 130,000 and, and I'm like uh, and I've got well you know that wasn't the best thing to do and I didn't want to say that was the worst thing I've ever heard uh, but I kind of went with the call for a little bit. I said, well, you know, you pref- we would have preferred to keep it in there and draw it out over time. She goes, well, I just wanted the money on this side. I'm thinking, oh, this is a complete train wreck for retirement. And then she goes, we've paid for our house. And it, it sounded like, I don't think the house was worth much more than $80,000, you know, maybe a hundred at the most. Our house is paid for. And we basically just live off of Social Security, myself and my husband. That's all, you know, we, we're real simple they clearly didn't have much money, but we live off of Social Security, so we really don't need the hundred and twenty-five or hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And so here was a person that actually was able to come up with with a savings rate that, quite frankly, had no business having a decent retirement whatsoever. But she she was able to pull it off, plan it, and pull it off. And I think that was remarkable. <laughs> she did everything wrong. And I'll be pulling the money out, paying the taxes. If she'd have pulled it out a little at a time, or it could have grown without paying taxes. But, but she had a plan, and and so the important thing for retirement is have some type of plan. I'm a big believer at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, to try to keep things as simple as possible. Years ago, we used to come up and th- some of the big oil companies, they they brought in big financial planners and they would b- literally come up with the book. I think it was Arthur Anderson. would They come up with a book and they give them a book and the the book was two inches. And people would, they come to me and they say, hey, Ted, here's my plan. How, you want it? You they Obviously, they skimmed through it. They, uh, it was so big. And they, we're talking about engineers and executive type. We're not talking about, so very sophisticated. They didn't pay any attention to the, to the one-inch plan in their book. For the most part, they really skimmed through it and just put it away and paid no attention to it. And, and yet they all got rich because in many cases they're coming in with one, two, three million dollars in, in their plans because they just put away 10 percent or they put away 13 percent in their plan and then got some company match and it just built up to a huge amount of money. And, and, and so after seeing that, I, I realized that most people, you have to keep things pretty simple, a simple plan that they could follow going forward. Most people can... You know, they can follow a simple plan, they can keep it in their head, and they can keep going forward. And that's that's you, what you want to do. I mean, this isn't a business. We're not building a, a refinery. We're not drilling an oil well down. And, and so people people tend to look at things a little bit differently. So you have to keep things simple for, for the actual plan so they know the plan, they know where they are in the plan, they can keep it in their head. And so that's why we try to break these plans down and to keep them very simple to see where you are. Uh-oh, you're behind schedule. You really need to step it up on retirement. Now, we can come up with an exact number of what they're going to need. We give them a rough idea because generally the, what we hear is, well, we can't quite get there. Then the answer is simply, hey, let's try to step up the savings a little bit each year and try to build up the money. So so anyway, uh, the uh, looking going forward, uh, the... Uh, Boost up your savings. Now's the time to do it. It's the start of the new year. Come up with a plan. Come up with the New Year's resolutions. I, the easiest time to stick to making a big change is at the start of the new year because at least you sort of it kind of gets it in your head. If you wait, uh, you know, two months and you decide to do something, you might. It, it, I think it's easier for people to turn a new new leaf, a, new, a start of a new year, make the changes, make the resolutions, increase your savings. And uh, move forward for, for, for 2019. Look, we're coming out with our 2019 outlook. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. We're working on it now. Uh, we're going to be sending it out to everyone in the Max Out Savings Report list. If you're not on that list, make sure you go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. You sign up for the free newsletter, you're going to get the newsletter. You're not going to get any phone calls from us. You're not going to get bothered from us. Uh, We simply send it out. We've got thousands of people on the Max Out Savings Report list. And uh, we take very complex issues in the world, in the markets, uh, in retirement, in savings, and break them down and make them simple for you. We've come up with stuff that, that, that no one else came up with on Wall Street and put it in the reports. That's why, in some cases, we've had Wall Street strategists request our reports. So... So it's free. I mean, I don't know what more I can do, but uh, it's here to help you out. 
So anyway, that's going to be coming out. We're going to be talking about some this on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the changes coming up for 2019. Uh, and also, uh, if this is a live show here in Houston, Texas, uh, home with the Max Out Savings Advisors team. Uh, and uh, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Well, Another volatile week in the market, uh, to say the least. And one, we had one day it was down 600 points, and the next day it was up 700 points, seven 800 points, uh, extremely volatile. Uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see that start continue this year. We're going to be talking some more about that. Uh, but first, I wanted to touch base on a few changes for 2019. Uh, the... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the estate tax exemption has moved up to ten uh, to eleven point four million dollars per person, or twenty two point eight million dollars for a couple. Uh, and so these these things are mostly indexed with inflation. Uh, the the annual gift tax actually is fifteen thousand dollars. You can give give a person fifteen thousand dollars a year, with uh, with with uh, exclusion on the taxes. Uh, Per year, per person, and uh, that—that's if it's a married couple, then you, each person can give that. For the IRAs, uh, we've seen uh, changes here this year. The IRA contribution moves up to six thousand dollars, and same with the Roth. If you're over fifty, age fifty, you can give seven thousand dollars. The 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 thousand dollar bump up is generally not that that's not uh, adjusted typically. Uh, in but so for IRA contributions for 2019, six thousand dollars, fifty five hundred for eighteen. So if you if you if you come and put an IRA contribution for last year's taxes, you just have to, it's just fifty five hundred. And uh, if it, if you uh, if you're oh so for 2019, six thousand dollars for on the IRA and the Roth IRA for 2000 for if you're over 50 it's $7,000. 401k plans moves up again. You can put away $19,000 a year in, in your 401k plan. So that that's it that's a good thing there. So we're seeing we're seeing the the, the numbers bump up there uh going to be talking more changes. I, I think one of the big changes this year is really going to be some pe- there's going to be a lot of surprise in the next couple months on on the taxes. I think a lot of people's taxes, they're not going to get quite the tax cuts they think, particularly people with very expensive homes because they limited the deduction to eleven to $10,000. So, oh, wow, we're running out of time here. Uh, tell you what, we're coming right back. We actually got a, a, a call holding to 713-339-1070, and we'll be talking about the markets, uh, what's happening right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings in investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And that is what Oscar did. Hey, Oscar, how are you doing today? Hey, Happy New Year. Very well, though, Ted. Happy New Year. Hey, Ted, uh... This flattening of the yield curve, uh, comment on that, uh, the consequences of it. Also, the liquidity issue, are we, I think we're still in a liquidity situation. And then the valuations that we have today, those three items. Can you comment on those three for us? Yeah, you know, I tell you, the flattening of the yield curve is interesting because what we're seeing is, is the, 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 the it became very flat here recently because more so in the last couple of weeks because the long end of interest rates went down. And and the yield curve is simply you plot the one-year, the two-year, the three, out to the 30-year interest rates, and you get a little curve. And typically, it it's an upslope like a little mountain. And uh, the further out you go, the higher rates. But as you get a flat curve, that means people, the Fed is tightening money and so your short-term rates go up, and your long-term rates start to fall. We went to two point six on the two point five or something on on the on the ten-year was pretty close to the five-year or to the to the two-year we are watching here uh, recently. And right it's now, it's close about, to the Ted. It's close to the one. It's, the one is yeah. at two point six or something. Yeah, yeah. It's We're very, about ten basis points between the one and the ten right now. Yeah, look, typically you would say, look, we're looking at an economic slowdown. Here, This is the interesting thing here, Oscar, is mm-hmm. that if you go back through history, since 1950, which is about almost 70 years, we've never entered a recession until the until the Fed funds went to 3.5%. They're about 2 and a quarter, 2 and a half right now. And so... I think what's happened is 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 I think people have gotten a little ahead of themselves. Everybody is so traumatized by two thousand eight they 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 they're they're calling for an economic collapse again and and it knocked down the rates uh I'm not convinced that the, the the research is pretty clear a flat yield curve is not good for the economy. What I'm not convinced of is when you have a flat yield curve at two and a half percent if that makes any difference in in and and keep in mind also the banks are making good money just by parking money at the at their their excess uh, reserves at the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve since two thousand eight has been paying for them, so that that, that we, we we'll talk about that in another thing. Well, how about, evalu- how about evaluations right now? That's my last question. What about stock evaluation? I think they're still ten, fifteen, twenty percent up. You know, uh, overvalued. Well. And that- that- that's my last uh, comment. Thank okay. you, Ted. Thanks, Oscar. Okay, now that's a good point, and I think, Oscar, you're right. But see, here's the deal. Now, what other people are saying is, no, t- no Ted, uh, the P.E. ratio is coming down to about 18 to about 16. So this is a 16. This market is reasonably priced. Yeah, that's true if you believe all those analyst uh, estimates that are coming out for this year. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you're going to see a, a slowdown in earnings and maybe a drop in earnings for the S&P 500. Uh, certainly, there's going to be a drop in the oil sector, which is going to drag down the whole group. And so we're, we're still having higher wages. We're having labor shortages. We still have uh, logistics issues, additional costs there. Costs are going up because of China. So I think, to, to your to your answer, uh, Oscar, is I, I think the valuations are still very suspect because I think earnings are coming down. Uh, look, Stocks are a much better deal than they were in October. I mean, there's stocks. We we picked up one stock uh, late last week 
you know, which we were there, you know, worked off all through the Christmas holidays. We got one of them. I, I, I want to say we're down close to 50% off the top. I mean, so the valuations, some valuations are pretty good. It, and one of the themes for 2019 is going to be is, and this goes to your uh, second question, is liquidity. You take advantage of the liquidity crisis. You take advantage of the panic on Wall Street, and, and, and you move in to take advantage and buy things. So when when things fall apart, you jump in and buy them. But you don't buy the S&P 500 because some sectors – are, have declined just a little, and others have completely collapsed. It, it, it and so uh, to give you an example, the oil sector last week uh, it, it completely collapsed at the end of the year. I mean, it, we 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 looked at them. We we were buying some stocks that that were as cheap as they were in 2016 when oil was $28 a barrel and the whole industry was going to collapse. It, it just sh- showed you the level of panic in the last three years. Oil companies have scrambled to lower their cost, so their cost for production is much lower than it was in 16. The stocks fell at a more rapid rate than they did in 2016 because everybody panicked and just assumed oil was going to 20, $28 a barrel again. And and uh, and, and so... So when they all panicked, they all headed for the exits at once. There was no liquidity because no one wanted to buy, and the prices of the stocks collapsed. Hence, we moved in and took advantage of that. And I think that is going to be one of the major themes for 2019 is take advantage of liquidity. There's not enough to to, to go to your second question. There's not enough liquidity in the markets anymore. Uh, There's massive amounts of day trading. There's massive amounts of quantitative trading. of, of different artificial intelligence trading, but once prices start collapsing, all that liquidity vanishes, and it's really artificial liquidity. Uh, to Also, to expand upon that other question on the liquidity issues are clearly continue to be a problem globally uh, as, as... But I, I don't think... It's it's like everybody thinks. There's a lot of money in the world, but what's happening is everybody assumed zero interest rates free money from the Fed was going to last forever. And so they took these bets and they all figured liquidity was going to last forever. So what happened is when the when, when people started really looking at risk levels and thought, oh my God, I have too much debt or oh, what are we doing here? We can't, uh, we've, been, we've been financing for two years and now rates are going up. We got to get long. Well, before they could always get money. Now they can't because pe- people are much more cautious about risk. And so the liquidity dries up, the risk levels go up. And so you see people can't get the money. And I'm not convinced it was because the economy sailed off a cliff. I think it was because of a liquidity panic uh, that very similar to the to 2000 to, to 1907 in the uh, Knickerbocker panic when they tried to corner the uh, the copper market. Uh, and, and and the bank failed and everybody panicked and started pulling their money out. <clears throat> and it caused a massive failure uh, uh, all across Wall Street. And it, and it kind of just cascaded, even though nothing really had happened. And 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 I think this is kind of I think you saw the same thing where where everybody panicked and, and, and liquidity started drying up. And on the risk desk and uh, portfolios all over the all over the world, everyone started reducing risk at the same time. There was no one on the other side of the trade. So liquidity is going to be one of the major issues for 2019, uh, w- without a doubt. Uh, I, I think we're going to see liquidity issues. This is why we saw Apple reports uh, a problem uh, it, it, with their earnings in China, and, and the whole market goes down 600 points. The next day, uh, Chairman Powell says, well, we're going to keep an eye on the values, and the market goes up about seven, 800 points, just massive um, eight amounts of liquidity, of, of, of people are all running from one direction to the other. And, uh, you know, we analyze what Chairman Powell said, uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, and really, quite frankly, it's exactly what everybody expected him to say. It was really no surprise, but but again, we're, we're dealing with liquidity issues. The market is probably, look, the market's probably bottomed a little bit near term. It's way oversold. Stocks have gotten, there's too many stocks that are just too cheap out there, have been sold off too much. So it's likely to rise up some, but, but this is going to be a very volatile year. You're going to have to have your risk plan in place. You're going to have to have higher levels of cash. We talked all last year about the need for higher levels of cash. And, uh, and as I wrote on my new, most recent newsletter, it was no fun writing and talking about need for higher levels of cash. 
at all. I mean, it's kind of, you'd much rather talk about Fang. Actually, the only way we talked about Fang was, I want to say in August, we said Fang was grossly overvalued. We we can put some charts in there earlier in the year of how it was like a bubble like 1999, and we warned you to stay out of the Fangs. Then we pointed out that the Fangs were accounting for about 95% of the total return of the stock market at that point. And, and, and so we said the same. So it was, it was no fun for us to write these newsletters because, you know, it, it's kind of, I'm we're having to say, hey, have cash. You can, this isn't going to last. It, it, what interesting thing about 2018, which was very unique, almost uh, most, one of the most unique times in history was everything went down across the board. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, what, the only thing that worked was very short-term government bonds, uh, money markets, cash was the thing that worked the best. I mean, government, some short-term bonds. Uh, we had an, uh, an ETF on the dollar. We just sold it yesterday with a nice profit. That that The dollar went up. That worked. But almost every other thing out there went down. Uh, large cap went down. Large cap growth. Large cap value. Uh, small cap, mid cap, foreign stocks. Uh, uh, over, uh, emerging market bonds. Emerging market stocks. Foreign stocks. Foreign bonds. Everything went down across the... We hadn't seen that since 1900. It, with 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 the about ninety, I want to say I forgot the number ninety three, ninety five percent of all the asset classes in the world went down. But cash worked. Cash lets you get picking these values. In. The neat thing about cash right now is it's yielding more. You're getting more on your money market. You you know, and, and so. So that gives you some opportunity when things get in trouble. I think it's going to be a volatile year for 2019. I think it's going to give you great opportunities. We saw some opportunities in the oil industry that were ridiculous last week, and uh, and so you ha- but you have to have the cash to do it. <laughs> it doesn't do you any good at all if you know if if you see a great opportunity and you you know so you don't have any cash and you sell your Google, which is down too, to go buy the you know the oil stock. I mean you know because you've lost money there, so. So you have to have higher levels of cash. Uh, liquidity is going to be a big issue, one of the big themes for, two th- themes for 2019. The China. China is a massive issue for 2019. Uh, you have two things working in China. A year and a half ago, we told you when we heard about the trade war with China, it was a tiff. It was a dust-up. Donald Trump's going to meet with President Xi. It's all going to be going away. He's going to buy a few more Boeing planes, and then he's going to also, uh, they're going to agree to pay more royalties to Microsoft for intellectual property theft, and it's all going to be, you know, this is no big deal. Don't worry about it. And we said, no, this is a trade war. It's very serious. The problems in China are very serious. They're getting worse, and no one has been able to do anything, and Donald Trump is serious. One of the big things for the last year and a half, we were right on. Nobody listened at all, and now they're understanding it. And the amazing thing about Donald Trump is he put those tariffs on, and something happened that nobody expected. Well, two things. Number one, the economy didn't, the global economy didn't collapse into global depression. But the big thing was, that was number two. Number one was, everybody said these tariffs are ridiculous. This is a disaster. I mean, it's going to be, I can't believe it. And corporate America was just falling all over themselves. But here's what happened. Everybody, the tariffs forced people to really take a look at China. Before, they could just kind of talk a big game, and it was all going to be over. Don't worry about it. Everyone was assured it was not a problem. They were forced to look, and they're going, oh, my gosh, these tariffs are going on. What is going on with China? So they had to dig in. They had to look. So rather than just looking at a couple news stories, people started looking. The establishment started digging in. Uh, the military Everybody, corporate America started really looking at this to kind of analyze, well, how can, is this going to get solved? Let's take a look at the situation more closely. And when they took a look at the situation and when the American people took a look at the situation, what they found was much worse than anybody had anticipated. What they found was that, yes, the, the, the massive technology theft and intellectual property theft was a real deal. They weren't just stealing the, the, uh, you know the, the the plans to make chemicals from DuPont. They were stealing entire stealth jets from the United States and copying them over there. They 
the, the military buildup was the real deal. They're putting in aircraft carriers. They were threatening. They, they looked and they said, oh, my gosh, they're taking over the South China Sea. They're not just building bases, you know, 50 miles off the coast. They're building bases in China, 600 and something miles away from China that are 50 miles from 50, 100 miles from Indonesia or the Philippines. They looked at, at the uh, at the forced technology transfer if you're doing business in China. Everybody said it was, everyone said it was, uh, uh, that was happening to them. And then all these Chinese companies were now taking this, the stolen technology, the forced transfers, and coming back and competing against us. The 51% ownership was a prop, a forced problem. It was massive theft, wholesale, uh, predatory, uh, basically, Taipan type of stuff going on in China against the United States. It, it was a plan, a specific plan by the, called the 2020 plan to dominate key industries in aviation, airliners, computers, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, the telephone, uh, uh, the uh, uh, tele- uh, telephone systems, the, all of that stuff, they were going to dominate. It was a plan in place. And we were we basically were playing the fool over here, losing jobs, losing technology, losing everything. And once people looked at China, they realized the danger and that China was not to the United States, but to the entire world. And what have we said is these talks that are going on, these trade, trade talks, these are not trade talks. Do not kid yourself. These are peace talks with China. China has been in an asymmetric war with us. The only thing they're not doing is shooting at us with bullets sh- or shooting at us with with bombs they're even pushing the limit they're now attacking us with lasers blinding our pilots and things like that how is how is it if i shoot at somebody that's a war with a bullet but if i shoot at them with a laser and blind them it's not and the answer is they're pushing the limits to see what they can. They have their cyber people going after us, targeting every single industry in the United States and stealing all the technology from us. This is materially worse than Pearl Harbor, what China has done, and people see this. So kind of a long-winded thing here, but understand this is a very difficult thing. Uh, Jimmy Carter put out a thing on how to how to avoid a cold war with China. Look, we're in a cold war with China. I mean, it this, this is not a this is a cold war with China, and, and it's going to be very difficult to solve. And it's, but there's something else that's very important. We're going to talk about about China that's just going to be the big theme for 2019. You probably haven't heard about right after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. 
Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. And if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And uh, tell you what, that's what it looks like that Larry did. Hello, Larry. How you doing? Hi, Ted. How are you? Good. Thank you. You had a question. Yeah, I have a quick one. Um, I am maxing out my uh, 401k at work. Excellent. And so I'm like at 64. And I'm wondering, what is the advantage of putting additional money into a Roth IRA? Look, the nice thing about the Roth IRA is it gives you some, what we see with a lot of people is they come into us at retirement, they'll have a million, a million and a half dollars, and they'll have like $50,000 outside of their plan, and that's it, or sometimes less. And and so as you get into retirement over time, you're going to have different issues come up. Oh, I need a new car. I have a health issue. We've got to redo the kitchen, whatever, as you move through retirement. And you're going to need a bigger chunk of money. But if you have to take twenty-five, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 additional out of your IRA rollover, at that time, it, it hits you at the top tax, top marginal rate or whatever your rate is. It's going to be the higher one going because you took out the extra money. Whereas if you can just take the $40,000 out of your Roth for the emergency or whatever it is, it, you get take 40000 out, it doesn't add 40000 to your income that year. And th- that's the advantage, I think. Uh, okay. Thanks a lot. That's what I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, look, the Roths are a really good way to go. It, it's a great place to stash emergency money that grows tax-free. Because remember, you take it out, uh, you're not paying a uh a, 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 a penalty. You're not paying any taxes. Now, when you put it in, of course, when you put the Roth in, you don't get the deduction. Right. So what is what is the uh, amount that I can put into a Roth right now? Okay. That, I think, is, what is it, $6,000 if you're over 50 at 7000 It went up this year. Same as an IRA. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, Larry. Good. good that's a great question. Uh, I think the Roth is a really good way to go. I see some people putting all of their funds in Roths. I'm not a big fan of that because, look, if you put money in the 401K or the regular IRA, you get a deductions, and I, and I think those deductions are huge. Great question, Larry. Okay, uh, got any questions? 713-339-1070. Talk about China. One of the big stories. Look, I, I'm not 100. This is a tough one. For the last year and a half on China, we're saying, look, China, the trade war is real. It's much tougher. It's it's more intractable than anyone thinks we have a real problem with China. I th- the good news is the establishment gets it. The Republicans get it. The Democrats get it. I mean, you know, they're, the military gets it. The military got it a long time ago. I mean, you look across the board in the establishment in both parties, uh, everybody, I think, really gets China. And they, I think they really are starting, they understand they made a mistake. There. But the other thing that's happening in China now that's not well understood, that's one of my themes for 2019 is, I believe China's in trouble In trouble economically. If you look at the, at the car sales, if you look at the uh, GDP growth, if you look at the, their most recent PMI number, came at, at 49 uh, 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 49.4 which is if it's under 50, that means the economy is contracting. Wall Street went in a, a, a panic, I think, on Tuesday or so because uh, the, the the PMI number came in here, I think, 53.7, or which is, is, is still a growing economy. Theirs is contracting. If you look at retail sales, they're dropping. If you look at tax receipts, they're dropping. If you look at home sales, they're dropping. China has had one of the best growth rates in the world over the last 20 years. China is is a poster child for growth uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. No one's done a better job at that. It's been fantastic. Uh, but during that time, uh, uh, the Chinese went and what they did is, is they opened up their markets. They, they, uh, 
they loosened their they moved away from hardline communism to more of a communist light to more of a free market system in their economy and it all worked it worked the chinese people picked up on it they're good businessmen and 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 they they they, they built up a great economy well china is is moving back to a hardline centrally planned economy run by a dictator and and so i'd like somebody to please show me the research out there that says that you can take a, a, a semi-capitalist or a capitalist system, move it to communism, and it will continue to grow. It's the evidence isn't out there, and I think that is really not well understood by anybody on Wall Street. It's not understood by anybody out there. The Chinese are very confident because they've been so successful. But this is the question: Were they successful because the Chinese people are so smart? Or were they successful because they allowed a system of capitalism in there, which allowed people to flourish and build things and make things uh, on their own for the betterment of everybody? Now, the Chinese, will they, what they think is because the Chinese are superior people to everybody else and they're much smarter. I don't think that's the case. And so... Uh, the, I mean, quite frankly, the United States, with the you know, with the group of people we've assembled in this country, should have never done what we did. So, what was it? it it's it's the system. It's the free market capitalist democracy system, and, and so I I think this is not well understood that com, that China is moving back to a hardline communist authoritarian centrally planned economy. I think it's in trouble. I think the savings rates are dropping in China. The real estate's dropping in China. China has nearly $40 trillion worth of debt they have to deal with. They have real problems in China. And so the problem just isn't the United States. Now, conveniently for President Xi Jinping, he can go blame all this on Donald Trump and claim that, hey, they were doing just fine until Donald Trump came along. But no, it, it's the hardline communist system, and this also makes things much tougher to settle. So for another another thing for 2019, China is the big problem. Is, are the, the problems in China are the debt in China <clears throat> or the technological theft all catching up with China at the worst time when they move back to hardline communism, which could lead to a, a really a, a very, very severe recession in China. I think it's going to happen. So we'd be real careful of China here. Uh, it's one of the other themes. Uh, another theme. Oh, by the way, this is the last segment of the show. So if you want to get in here, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. A couple things. A fascinating week in, in the market. Market goes down. Uh, Apple, it wasn't bad. The Dow went up like 18 points or something. Uh, I want to say, what was it, Wednesday. And then after the market closed, Apple comes out and says, oh, hey, things are doing badly. They blame it on China. and China's slowing down, which again dovetails to what we're saying about China is really starting to come apart. But Market falls 650 points the next day. Things are getting bad. Then it goes zooming back up. The next morning, we had you realize we had one of the best job job uh, growth numbers in a decade this week. So we had Wall Street for the last three weeks telling us that the U.S. economy is imploding across the board and uh, all over TV, CNBC, I mean, they were the worst about it. You know, it, every day it was another debacle for the economy as the as the economy implodes. And then we get this, the, one of the best economic uh, uh, jobs numbers, one of the best jobs numbers in a decade uh, on uh, Thursday. Uh, the And uh, it was Friday, on Friday. Now, you could say, well, Ted, unemployment went up to th from 3.7%, which is ridiculously at a 3.9%, which is still ridiculously low. But that's actually good news because what happened is 400, almost 400,000 Americans came back into the workforce because, hey, I, they thought I can get a job, so they went and got a job. So that's one of the interesting things is in an economic cycle, sometimes the unemployment starts going up. The number starts going up because people start looking for work. They they're start, hey, maybe I can get a job. Maybe, you know, and that's exciting thing. So, look, is the economy slowing down? Yes. So I think you're going to look at a slower growth for 2019 in the U.S. economy. Uh, I Clearly, you're looking for slower growth and lower earnings for the S&P 500. But 
we're not looking for the economy to just go off a cliff. A 3.9%, 3.7%, these are extremely low employment numbers. And and, and so you got an economy, uh, we had the highest wage growth, three, I think 3.3% in the last decade for wage growth last year. So people are getting raises, they're, they're, there's good hiring going on. So the economy is not slowing down as much. Globally, things are much worse. Europe is a basket case. China is is it's got severe problems. Uh, all across uh, uh, the world, uh, things are really slowing down more so than the United States. So, I, I think what we're looking at is we're beginning to re reboot the U.S. economy. We're moving back toward manufacturing, looking into the United States to see how we can grow the economy, how we can move free market principles forward, how we can move democracy forward, and, and, and how we can stop China from taking everybody's business. You know, you look at uh, Europe, there's tremendous parts of Europe that have 30, 40, 50 percent youth unemployment. People can't get jobs. They did, the Chinese just didn't steal jobs from us. They steal massive numbers of jobs from the Europeans, too. And, and so we're starting to put a stop to this. We're starting to grow our economy. We're starting to boost our, our uh, th- this negative trade deficits. We're going to start eliminating that. This is all positive over the long term, but there's a lot of issues we have to work through. One of them is politics. Oh, my God. The politics this week. I mean, the Democratic Party looked like a Star Wars bar scene. I don't want to insult the Star Wars bar scene. It was actually, I mean, you had two Congress people that basically wouldn't swear on a Bible but had to have a Koran. You had one of them that wouldn't even do, I mean, I respect those people. Lisa said, hey, that's my, one of them wouldn't even put their hand on the Bible. I guess they're, you know, afraid lightning's going to strike them. Instead, they used a law book. I mean, so you got a pagan senator out in Arizona. You got another congressman that that's swirling up a storm sounding like Tony Montana is going to take down Donald Trump. <laughs> another one's sending in articles of impeachment. That's a debacle. Politics this year is going to be a disaster. I mean, it, clearly this is a mess. It's very negative for the market. Hey, it's no mistake the stock market started going down in October. What happened in October? People started seeing where that election was going to happen in November. That's when they realized the Democrats were going to come in there. I mean, this market, I mean, uh, that was just an embarrassment to the United States of America what went on. I mean, look, I understand these people are excited that they got into Congress, but, you know, that is going to be a problem. So politics are going to be a problem this year. Slower global economy is going to be a problem this year. This year, lower earnings are going to be a problem this year. China is going to be a problem this year, and Europe is going to be a problem this year. So you're going to have a very volatile market that's going to present opportunities for you to sit there and maneuver around. But you're going to have to have the liquidity to get it. Shorter term bonds, as as one of our callers talked earlier about the negative yield. I mean, the flat flattish yield curve. What does that mean, Ted? Well, the flat yield curve, again, just simply means that the long rates are about the same rates as the short rates, or the short rates are almost as, which means you get paid if you put money to work almost as much on the short end right now as you do on the longer end, because people over time think rates, the economy is going to slow and rates are going to come down. So by having cash or moving cash just to really short-term bonds or something, you can get paid a pretty good amount of money. Remember two years ago in 2016, actually three years ago, you got virtually nothing on your on your money market in CDs, zero. So you didn't get anything for holding cash. Now you're making money on the cash and waiting to waiting for these problems to crop up. You can see a tremendous amount of volatility, which is going to produce a lot of opportunity for, for 2019. But you have to be in a position to do it. So I think it's going to be a very exciting year. We're going to be writing about this in our outlook for 2019. Look, if you're not on the list, I write all this stuff to help you out, to understand the world, to understand retirement. We put a lot of neat things, interesting things in it. It's called the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for the free report. Uh, We've got thousands of people on the list, and it's free. We're not going to bother you. Uh, we're not going to call. The only thing I've ever done is if we once in a while we, we, we do a seminar or something, we would say we're putting a seminar in and put it in the report. That is it. So that's a good deal because it's free. But in addition, if you need help with your retirement, 
if you're coming up on retirement or have an old 401k you'd like managed, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors, is we manage retirement money using our value investing approach. We do a lot of risk management. We, I've been in this business since before 1987. In every single market crisis, we've been able to probably understand ahead of time better than almost anybody. And I think we're going to do much better at this one. So uh, so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and we'll show you how we manage money for you using our value investing approach approach. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's a key to building up wealth over the long term. Now, remember, it's 2019, the start of a great new year. It's a gorgeous day out there. Now's the time to make your resolutions, increase your savings plan for the new year. We see you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.